What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Bernie the Host podcast. Yes, I have re-changed the name back. It just flows. It fits. Um, I feel like I'm always going to be Brittany the host in some sort of form and fashion. So here we are back with the new title. I know like the people that have been like listening to me for a very long time are probably tired of all of the changes and all of the life ups and downs that I go through. So, you know, um, I'm human and it's not an excuse, but it is what it is. I'm 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 in a place where I'm accepting myself. Forgive the congestion. I am getting over a cold. I have been under spiritual attack lately, and my body has been one of the areas that the enemy is trying to get me down, but he will not prevail because I am fully covered in Jesus name. <laughs> that is not what we are here to talk about today. We are here to uh catch up I'm going to be running down some things, clearing up uh, probably a little confusion. What's been going on the last six months of my life? What have I been enduring? And again, never a pity party, just so we can like catch up because there's a lot of you who still listen to the podcast. There's a lot of you who still download. Like I haven't, I don't even remember the last time I've uploaded a podcast and y'all ride out and still show up. So thank you. Thank you for the people who constantly support me um, when I have not been consistent. I really do appreciate you. But let's let's rewind a little bit. So in the beginning of 2023, I uh, met a friend and started studying with the Nation of Islam. And I was very curious learning about their culture, their traditions, as you guys saw um, after I cut my hair, I started covering my hair. So in about March of 2023, I completely shaved my head, like did a whole full GI Jane type of thing. Um, I do believe in God. I do believe in the Bible, but I do believe that hair holds a lot of energy. And at the time I felt like one, my hair was dead and damaged. Cause you guys, if you guys have been following me last year, I had a relaxed, pixie cut situation and I was trying to grow that out um so my hair had a lot of texture going on and then I was just going through a lot of changes and I felt like in March I needed to cut my hair and at the same time I've been studying with the nation of Islam so covering my hair just made sense right um but then as certain things started aligning I started you know praying more to God and reading my Bible, um, certain things just did not align with my spiritual beliefs. And I refocused my energy and my dedication to Jesus Christ, Christianity, because it made more sense to me. Now, what I can say is I'm happy that I was able to explore because sometimes we, you know, continue Christianity or, you know, are in Christianity and we don't witness. It's just what we grew up on. It's just what we've experienced. And I'm not telling anybody to go and explore. But one thing about me exploring is rooted my faith in Jesus Christ and Christianity even more for myself. So I feel like there's nothing wrong with checking it out, seeing what's up, like getting some new information and then making an informed decision. But ultimately, the decision leaning back into getting back heavily into Christianity was just some Bible verses that I've read, um, the way God was talking to me, 
and the spiritual connection that I've always had through Christianity, Jesus Christ, and, and just the things that I've seen myself, the way that the name of Jesus has reigned through in my life before studying and after studying, my life is so clear. Uh, I'm less confused. I have more control, power, and autonomy because I don't care what anybody says. There is a spiritual realm. You can say that there is no Holy Spirit. That is a lie. You can say that there is not spiritual warfare. That is a lie. And it's unfortunate that people only want to operate in the physical realm when there's so much that we cannot see. Like we can't see oxygen. We can't see energy. We can't see um, the spiritual realm, right? And there's so much that that does go into that. And so I just want people to really read the Bible for themselves, really get to know Jesus for themselves, really get to know God for themselves and operate in what really speaks true to your heart. And for me, it's the blood of, it's the body of Christ. It's, you know, being covered in the blood and, and, and doing things and honoring God through Jesus Christ. So that's what works for me. That's where I'm sticking. I've done enough exploring. I've tried everything. I've tried crystals. I've tried tarot. I've tried African spirituality. Well, not really. I've kind of like learned about it. Um, and, and, and I've tried, you know, Islam and all of those certain things. I mean, they're cool, right? But what I will say about tarot and being spiritual versus religious is it's rooted in a bunch of guessing, to be fair. Um, when you're doing tarot cards, one, you never know who is, what spiritual essence is operating on the other side, even when you pray, even when you protect yourself in Jesus' name, going to the other side, using those type of things. I believe there's a reason why God and the Bible tells you not to dabble in that world, why not to you know, communicate with the dead. There is a realm like, you may think you're talking to your ancestors. You may think you're talking to, you know, somebody who's past, but you really don't know. You know, you don't know who you're talking to. You don't know what portals you're opening yourself up to. And um, and not to give the enemy or the devil too much power, but, you know, the devil can hear your prayers too. Like, have you ever wanted a boyfriend or a husband or a wife or a girlfriend so bad and you've prayed for them and then all of a sudden this perfect person comes along and then after a few months you realize that this person is just the worst person that you could ever link up with the enemy likes to he'll listen to and he'll send you things that's why the, that it's so important to pray about every single thing get God's discernment in it pray like God if this is not of you break it if this is not of you release it if this is not of you let it you know let it fall to the wayside it's so important to pray over everything every opportunity every situation just to make sure it's in alignment with God because you know there's so many people out here in the world that are it, it looked like they being blessed but you don't know who they're being blessed by because the material world is not the world of God you know, God is, God is the spiritual realm and he can bring things into the physical realm for you to prosper you, to thrive, but he cares way more about your heart, your salvation than the things that you have. Not to say that you can't have nice things, not to say money's not important. All of that is nice. All of that is important, but 
what is to a man to gain the world if he loses his soul, right? Your soul and your heart is what God cares most about. So if he's, if he knows that you're going to turn into a corrupt person because you're going to get all these material things and this money, he may keep them from you to protect you, if that makes any sense. So never be envious. You never know who then gave people blessings. Um, and if my blessings ain't from God, I don't want them, you know, keep them far from me if they're not from God. So I say all that to say, I've done it all. I've dabbled in it all. I've tried it all. I've researched it all. For the most part, I was very open at one point. And I don't think that there was anything wrong with that. I'm just so happy that God did not take me from this world where I was figuring it out. And that's another thing is like, if you are a Christian and you want to quote unquote explore, just be covered by the blood of Jesus. Okay. Make sure Jesus is always with you on that exploration because God forbid you die or you leave this earth and you're not saved. You're not, you didn't give your heart and soul to him, or you've really denounced Christianity. That's one thing is like, I was almost really in it, but I never could let Jesus go. I could never just denounce Christianity. I know I posted a couple of videos where I was speaking like, no, you know, this is what I'm studying. This is what I'm doing. And it was very honest at that point, right? It was very honest that I was in that life. I was in that world. I was really um, on a path to possibly, you know, join the nation of Islam. But one thing that I just could not let go of is Jesus Christ. It just is something in me that just knew out of my own personal experiences, um, out of things that I've seen. And I think that that's the biggest issue with a lot of people in Christianity is it sounds like it's fake, right? If you step into a church and you did not grow up in like a Pentecostal or a Baptist church and you see people laying hands or speaking in tongues, like it, it looks like it can be real fake. It looks like, man, that's, that's fake. That ain't real. That's ain't nobody really falling out. And it takes a personal encounter with the Holy Spirit. Yes, it's not a spook. It is a the Holy Spirit. They will say that, you know, God isn't a spook. And I, and I hate that they mock it like that because the Bible tells you that the Holy Spirit is real. And there are certain levels of spiritual principles and spiritual gifts that you cannot unlock without the Holy Spirit. So it's unfortunate when people mock it. It's unfortunate when people... Um, denounce the Holy Spirit as if it's not alive and real. And it much so is. And I can speak of that because I've, I've, I've experienced it personally time and time and time again. But one thing is, and it's funny because my apostle was like, he said yesterday at church, he was like, people say God is, um, God is a, a gentleman all the time. And Jesus was turning over tables. Yeah. Jesus had a savage in him. Like, don't get it twisted. Jesus was not no punk. You know, Jesus carried, he had 12 homies with him, you know, that surrounded him, make sure he was safe. He was turning over tables. He was, you know, kicking it with prostitutes and, and thieves and, you know, and tax people and all of that. So Jesus wasn't no punk. But when I say God is a gentleman, God cannot enter your life without your permission because he gives us free will. He can't, God is not going to make you love him. God is not going to, God will intercede in your life. Like you will get protection and, and stuff like that to a certain extent. But when it comes to day to day, you have to relinquish yourself over to God. You have to ask God for help. You have to ask God to come into your life. You have to call Jesus's name. You know, and I'm not saying that he won't protect you. He definitely will protect you in certain instances, but 
you have to be the one to give your life to Christ. God can't force that on you. That's just something he won't do. Um, God won't force his help. If you believe that you can do it in your own strength, he will. And you can lose your mind and you can, you know, be stressed and depressed and all of that stuff. And I'm not saying every cause of depression is because you don't believe. No, I'm not saying that. I understand that there are things that are clinical. I understand that there are things that are generational. I understand that there are things just because life is freaking stressful at times. You know what I mean? But what I am saying is there's a part of you that God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit cannot dwell if you're closed off to it. It just like the, why would the Holy Spirit stick around if you're, if you, if you, if you're calling it a spook, if you're calling, if you're mocking it, when there's so much power, there's so much reverence, there's so much validity in the Holy Spirit. So if you're on, if you're kind of one of those people that are like, I don't believe in the Holy Spirit, you're missing out. (laughs) I'm telling you right now it's in the Bible. Read it for yourself. It's in revelation. Read it for yourself. Google verses of the Holy Spirit. Um, and I need to do a better job at bringing y'all verses. I just know what I read. I know what I've been through. All I can do is be a witness. And I'll be like, you got to try it for yourself. And the thing is, when it comes to research, we will Google everything else. We will Google how to do this recipe. We will Google how to get this job. We will do so much research on the stock market and babies and marriage and all of these things. But we don't take the time to Google a couple scriptures of the Bible. I feel like it's very important for people to do their own research. And that I have been saying for a very long time. I've been trying to really hone in on that because it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter what a preacher says. If you don't read it for yourself, if you don't experience it for yourself, if you don't go through the transformation, if you don't give yourself to Jesus Christ, like there, I can't, there's only so much that somebody's going to tell you that's going to matter. And that's why I believe a lot of people don't believe in Jesus Christ or they go to other religions or they dabble in spirituality and tarot and crystals and all of this stuff because they, they didn't, they never had a, an experience with the Holy Spirit. They never had an experience with Jesus Christ in their lives. Um, one of my biggest testimonies, and I've said this so many times, so if you've heard it, you know, congratulations, you've heard this story before, but this is how, like, I already knew that Jesus was real. I already knew because I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit when I was about 10 years old at church. I was at church with my grandma the night I got saved. And un, you know, and, and the reason why I believe it's so easy for kids to feel these things or be open to spirituality because they haven't experienced heartbreak. There's no, like kids believe anything. You know, you tell them Santa Claus is going to come out the rainbow. They'll believe it, right? So you're you're not as jaded by the world or you haven't been let down there's no disappointment you know you have all these things that um that you haven't experienced yet so as a kid you're way more open spiritually and your mind is open so I'm I'm in church I'm praying I'm praising and this uncontrollable wave of energy just comes over my body and I just start moving and and dancing and I can't control it. Like I'm, I'm fully out of control. And at the same time, I'm fully submitted to it. I don't even remember it ceasing, stopping what happened. I don't think I fell out or anything. I just remember that experience. And then that's the night I got saved because for me as a kid, I was like, oh, this is real. Cause I didn't do this. I'm just sitting here shaking my little tambourine 
in church with my grandma, what I had done Sunday after Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. But for whatever reason, I guess I was just fully submitted at that moment and the Holy Spirit came over me. And that was the first and only time that I had ever experienced a spiritual experience like that. But I knew what it was. It was very clear. It was very clear. I haven't had an experience like that since I felt the Holy Spirit since I felt the power of God. I felt the presence of God. I've been in a in a spiritual realm, but I feel like I have way more control and autonomy over my body at this age. So I had never had an experience like that since. But that was kind of a concrete moment of, oh, okay, this is real for me. And a lot of people have never had that experience. But the the story that I wanted to tell you guys is I'll never forget this. I was in New York. Y'all know, you know, I talk about this all the time. Spent two years in New York from 2015 to 2017. One day I'm on the J train headed to the city. The city is Manhattan. For those of you who never lived in New York or have ever been there. I lived, I used to live in Brooklyn. Shout out to East New York. Shout out to Brooklyn. Headed to the city on the J train and everybody's on the train minding their business. And in New York, there are a lot of there are a lot of homeless people and homeless, like to the point of, you know, they're, they're not in their right minds. And personally, I believe that those are demonic spirits that have captured and controlled human beings, because when you're in the presence of Jesus Christ, you have perfect peace. Demons cannot be in the same realm as Jesus. That's why Jesus cast them out. It's very important. And that's going a little, and some people don't believe it, but it's very true. Right. But anyways, um, I believe that they're, you know, they're taken over by demonic spirits because they have zero control. They don't control their thoughts. They don't control, you know, they're they're out of control. Um, and I believe drugs and, the, it, you know, being sexually um, uh, being sexual, like in a sexual if you have a sexual addiction or anything like that, I think it's the same thing, even if you have jealousy, rage abandonment issues, fear, they're all spirits, right? They're all spirits that are not of God because God gives us perfect peace. God is, you know, he makes us whole. And so everybody could possibly have spirits. I've gotten delivered from some as well. And um, anyway, so we're on the train and this man comes in and you can tell that he's not in his right mind. You can clearly look at him and see from his clothes that, you know, he can possibly have some issues going on and he kind of starts going off like out of nowhere, just starts getting in people's face, cussing, just being very irate. And everybody on the train, including me, are just kind of like, oh, please don't touch me. Like everybody's scared. Everybody's like, oh, my gosh, what's going to happen? Like is, is, he's doing way too much out of nowhere. This woman that was standing up, she had on scrubs. She looked like she had just got off. She's either going to work or just got off of work. And out of nowhere, she just started praying forcefully in the name of Jesus, like raise her voice right now in the name of Jesus. And she just goes in in prayer and starts speaking in tongues and like literally basically speaking over the demon. Like she just went into spiritual warfare and, and and I will say this to Christians, please get into a church that talks about these things because these things are real. That's one thing I love about Embassy City with Apostle Brian Meadows. We 
he teaches us to be equipped in the spirit for things like this spiritual warfare. But I had never seen this. I had never heard about this before, but this lady is just going in right now in the name of Jesus. And she's speaking in tongues and she's waving her hands and you just see the man kind of like settle down. When I say he was irate being, you know, belligerent, me just in people's face cussing and he just kind of like shrinks a little bit settles down sits down and then as soon as the doors opened at the next stop he got off like he wasn't wait you know when you're on a train you're on there to go somewhere I don't care if you're not in your out your right mind in your right mind you're going somewhere this man did not even look at the exit or the, the station that he was getting off at. He just got off. And in that moment, I was like, whoa. Like, I, and I don't know who this woman is. I didn't even really, I didn't even pay attention to nothing else. I was just so in awe that I saw what the name of Jesus could do in a protective sense. And now, mind you, I'm in New York by myself. I'm in my 20s. I've never been a thick girl. So I'm tiny. If anybody wanted to overtake me, I felt like they could at any moment. So anytime I felt scared ever from that point on, anytime I felt like there were presents or people that were around that had demonic energy, I would literally to myself rock back and forth and say, I rebuke any negative spirits in the name of Jesus. I rebuke any negative spirits in the name of Jesus. I rebuke any negative spirits in the name of Jesus. And they would move like it wasn't as powerful as hers, but I knew that calling the name of Jesus worked. This reminds me of another story. So on active duty, when I'm in, I was in the military, I never practiced for our, our physical tr training test. Our PT test is what they called them. Our physical training test, the physical training test we had to take almost every six months or every year. And I've always been thin. I've always been in decent shape, but I never, I never like prepared for these tests. It's like when you, you do things and you never study and you pray to God that you pass. It was always one, always one of those. And I took so many every single time, never prepared. I just prayed that I would pass. <laughs> so anytime I was, so we would do um, two minute pushups, two minute sit-ups, and then a two mile run. And in the PT test, like you had to pass. I'm an officer. Well, I was an officer. Your girl is retired now, but I was an officer. So they didn't give us space to fail because if you failed and another thing too, yeah, if you failed, you had to retake your test in like 30 days. Ain't nobody had time for that. I wasn't about to retake no PT test. Like that's just, I just hated PT tests so much. They gave me anxiety. I was just like trying to get them over with. Like, I just, no. But it never failed on my runs. I would just pray in Jesus name. I could do anything through Christ who strengthens me. I could do anything through Christ who strengthens me. I would do I could do anything through Christ who strengthens me. And I'm not telling y'all to do that, but it worked. And that was the only thing that kept me running because I'm telling y'all, I did not do it in my own strength because my own strength wanted to pass out, wanted to give up, wanted to walk, wanted to stop. But anytime I would have like thoughts of defeat, I will call on Jesus's name. I could do anything through Christ who strengthens me. I could do anything through Christ who strengthens me. I could do anything through Christ who strengthens me. And I need to do that in other areas of my life because telling y'all that story, I have never spoken that over my business or over anything else but the PT test. 
And in this moment, what I'm realizing is I've had the power to execute and do certain things for so long, but I never spoke them in Jesus' name to like get me over the hump or get me over the hurdle or get me through something else. And so I need to do that because it works. I just, but you can't activate the power unless you use it, unless you believe it's true, unless you, you know what to do with it. You know what I mean? So I say all of this to say is if you are in a space where you are not believing that Jesus is real, that you are not believing in the Holy Spirit, I really, really recommend you to give it some more thought, to pray, get you a good Bible, read the word for yourself. And King James is old English. So I recommend, I like the New Living Translation. A lot of people like NIV, a lot of pastors. um, I don't know what NIV stands for, But get a Bible, read things for yourself, get a daily devotional as an adult. It's your responsibility to, you know, it it can't matter what your parents did, how you grew up, what, you know, like we gotta, we gotta relinquish the power of our childhood off of our lives. The church hurt just because you got done wrong in one relationship, you're going to exit and not get into no more relationships. Like I understand church hurt, but we will take church hurt as a reason why we not connecting to God or all church people are this or go to church on your own validity. But at least bare minimum, get a freaking relationship with God and Jesus Christ, because I'm telling you. I'm telling you, it's life changing. There's nothing you can't do. With Jesus in your in your in your I'd say in your back pocket, like it's like a secret weapon. Being covered by the blood is, is, is a privilege and Jesus, and, and God will, and I'm telling you, God will use you if you're willing to be used. But if you, if you were just submitted to your own will, if you were submitted to your own way, he, there's only so much he can do. He'll bless you because that's, that's, that's the law. You know, faith without works is dead. So if you're doing the works, you will get blessed. I'm not telling you that you only follow God and Jesus because you know, to get blessed. Like, okay, I got to do this to get blessed. It has nothing to do with that. You should follow them because of what they already brought you through. The fact that you're alive and listening to this now, the fact that you didn't get swallowed up by AIDS or have like three baby daddies or three baby mamas, or you passed those exams. Um, you got that house. You, you, you're, you're not in jail all the times that you drove under the influence and you should have been locked up. You should have a record. You should, you know what I mean? Like all the things that God has kept you from, especially yourself, like praise him because he did not let you fall. And even if you did fall, praise him that you're not there anymore. Praise him that he did give you a healthy baby. Praise him that he, even when you were broke, the bills got paid. Praise him because when your car was broke, you got, you had resources. Praise him that when you were broke and you could apply for food stamps, that there was a resource to get you food. You see what I mean? Like, okay, so what your, your closet isn't full of Louis Vuitton and you don't have all these subscribers or you don't have the job of your dreams or you don't have, you're not married yet. So what? Look at all the things that God has already brought you through. Look at all the things that God has allowed you to do. Look at all of the vacations you took and the trips that you took and that you still have your family members. People lose family every single day and you still got some. You know what I mean? Like 
Be thankful that you're still alive. You're not laying in a hospital bed. You may not have a life that you want, but guess what? A lot of it to be on us. So what we can't do is we can't make these decisions, jack up dumb hard in life and then be mad at God. We didn't get a great result. You know, we love to blame God when things don't go right, but we did that. He ain't tell you to sleep with that person. He told you in the Bible to keep your legs closed until you're married. You know, okay, so what? You had a baby out of wedlock. That was on you because God told us how to prevent that in the Bible. God told, okay, you broke. Do you even steward your money? Do you have a budget plan? Do you steward your money properly? You can't ask God for a million dollars when you can't even take care of the 4,000 that he blesses you with every month. Okay, you don't have a whole lot of spending money to go on vacations and have lavish this and lavish that. At least you got a roof over your head. At least you have a car to drive. And I'm not telling you to, you know, ask for minimal blessings. No, you're supposed to ask in abundance, but make sure that when you're asking that your actions align with what you're asking for, meaning you're a good steward over what God has already given you now. Are you even good to the family that you have now and you want in your own family? Can you even handle the stuff in your life now and you want to increase? Are you want to increase in money, but you're not adding any value to the current job that you have. You're not adding value to the space that you're in. You go to church and you don't even serve. You just take, 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 take. You take the word from the pastor. You take this from the pastor. And you don't even give a Sunday to like, you know what, what can I do? Because I love this church so much. They've poured so much into me. What can I do? We are, especially in America, I can't speak for y'all around the world, but in America, we have such a selfish society. What can you do for me? What can you do? Like, we, we want husbands so bad. What are you going to bring to that man? Yes, what do you bring to the table besides your vagina? Besides you, that you're a woman. Besides that you can cook or clean. Are you peaceful? Is your life peaceful? Do you know how to be Do you know how to submit and not to submit to a man? Are you submitted to God? You know, we will bark all day long, including me back in the day. I ain't submitting to no man. It ain't my husband. But are you submitted to God? Just like a man, you want a wife to submit to you and want a woman to do all these things and and take your lead. And are you even leading your life? And if the answer is yes to all those things, then great. Ask boldly. But don't, God ain't a genie. Don't only come to him when you want something. Make sure when you come into him that you've already checked yourself. I'm talking to y'all and I'm talking to myself too because I've had to do that. I had to check myself like, B, you want God to move like this, but you're not even doing this over here. So make sure before you put all these expectations on God and, and be mad at him and what he ain't doing and, and you know what, that Jesus didn't, nah, nah, nah. are you even living your life right? Do you prioritize brunch over spending a day with God? That's real. Some people been to brunch every single Sunday this year, ain't been to a church, ain't asked, ain't spent a day with God, ain't opened your Bible, the Bible got dust on it ain't prayed, ain't thanked him, ain't been thankful for the stuff that they have, but they want to get mad when God don't move when they want them to move. You want to overflow blessing and the cup that you give God is empty and dusty. The cup that you're supposed to fill and pour back into God after he done blessed you with everything that you have ain't got nothing in it. 
is dust. You know, and, and, and then flip the script. Let's take God off the table. What if it was me coming to you? Say it like this. This is a great analogy to really put things in perspective. You blessing me, right? You're, you're giving me money. You're pouring into me. Every time I call you, you're there. You listen, you listen, you, 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 you answer the phone every time I call, you know, every time I call you with the issue, you're there. I ask you for money. You give it to me. You know, I ask you, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm having a hard time right now. Can you help me? You help me. And then when you call me, I don't answer. You know, you never ask for your money back, but when you need something for me, I ain't got it. I'm MIA when you need me. I'm in my, I don't say thank you. I didn't came to you 20 11 times. I came to you 20 11 times each and every time you showed up for me. But the one, one or two times that you, Hey, I just want to spend some time with you. Oh, I'm busy. I can't, I got to go to brunch. I got to go hang out with, um, I got to go hang out with Brandon. No, I got a date. I can't do it. I got a Saturday. No, no, I can't come on Sunday because Saturday I done turned up all weekend. How long are we going to live that life? He let you live it in your entire 20s. He let you live it majority of your 30s. When is enough enough? When are you fully going to submit to him? Stop the shenanigans. Put it down because he let you play already. He let you play. When are you going to submit? When are you going to be like, all right, you know what? I'm kind of, this, this isn't bearing any fruit. Me dating the way I've been dating and sleeping with all these people ain't getting me no closer to what I really want. Ain't getting me closer to the kingdom marriage. Cause honestly, ain't no point in getting married. If your marriage ain't rooted in God, ain't rooted in the kingdom. Cause then what's the purpose? You know, a kingdom marriage has purpose and you can't be in a kingdom marriage. If neither one of y'all are in the kingdom. And the only way you get into the kingdom is by being one with God. By submitting your life to Jesus Christ, dying to yourself every single day. And what does that mean? What does that look like? Dying to yourself is no, I can't smoke that weed. No, I can't have that sex. Even when I want to. No, I can't masturbate. No, I can't um, go out and drink. No, I can't do this. And, and for some people they're like, dang, that's so restricting. I don't want that life with God. When I tell you this life over here is so much more peaceful. When I tell you, you have a different connection and different relationship. When you sacrifice with God, I, y'all, I cannot, I'm not, I'm not telling you that your life is going to be perfect. I'm not telling you that your life is not going to still have things. Everybody's going to go through something. Nobody is exempt from a, from, from life. But when I say it's so worth it, when I say that you, it's not even about God, it's about you being in bondage. I'm not bound to weed and, and alcohol no more. I'm not bound to men and sex no more. There's a lot of stuff I have not shared with y'all. I used to have a habit. I can say that now. Couldn't say that before. Couldn't have weed around me without wanting me to hit it. And that's just being real. Those things don't have power over me anymore. You know, and if they do have power over you, fast. Do a real fast. Really try to submit. Really try to cut it off. Really try to go. And don't do don't fast so you can go back to it. Fast so you can break the chain. 
And it might not be those things. Maybe it's porn for some of y'all. Maybe, you know, you, you so addicted to porn that you got to get one off every time. And I'm saying all this not to shame anybody. I'm saying it because I'm living this right now. And it's so powerful and impactful. And I'm not better than y'all. I'm not going in because I'm, I'm trying to, I'm like, oh, I'm better now. And I don't, no, 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 no. I'm ri- I want to witness how God has changed me in such a short period of time. Y'all, a couple months ago, I was studying with the nation of Islam. And I'm not saying that that's where my, my journey started. No, transformation takes time. It took God almost six months to get to me last year. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's baby steps. It's not going to happen overnight. You cut everything off and then you're, uh, it's not like that. But make, if, if you set your heart and your mind to it and you genuinely try and you genuinely submit and you genuinely try to work on that relationship with God, watch him work in your life. Watch how much peace comes over you. But let me tell you this though. Let, ah, hold on. I will say this. I don't want to give the enemy too much power because sometimes we give the devil way too much power in Jesus name. He has no power here, but let me be honest. You will come under spiritual attack. That's why you have to be equipped. That's why being in a good Bible based church is important. That's why having good friends who understand what you're going through is important. Not to say, get rid of all your friends. I still got friends that turn up. But I got friends that I could go to that need to, that pray for me and cover me with prayer. You know, I got friends that I am hey, battling this right now. You know, my mind needs to be renewed. I need you to. Can you please pray for me? I'm going through. You see what I mean? You got to have both. You can't just have the turn up friends and you ain't got nobody in your life that can really speak the power of Jesus name over you and pray for you. You need some you need some spiritual warriors. You can't go to war by yourself. And if you have none of those people, that's kind of where church comes in. You don't have to go into church and tell them your business. No, but you do need some people that are connected with the, with, and understand the power of Jesus name. And they can pray over you and speak over you and, and, and give you those. Cause affirmations, regardless if you do them in the world or in the spiritual world, they still have power. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's biblical. You see what I mean? So you're going to have to surround yourself. At least half your circle needs to be some prayed up folks. Because guess what? When you start changing your life, here go the devil. Uh, okay. So you don't put weed down. All right. I can't tempt you with weed no more. How about men? Oh, I can't tempt you with that no more. How about women? Okay. He going to start hitting you at all angles. Oh, I can't tempt you no more in that air. What about your mind? Oh, I can't tempt you in the, in this, in the physical world. I'm going to tempt you in your dreams. Oh, I can't tempt you like that. I'm going to get you in this way. So don't think that, you know, once you do it, oh, ollie, ollie, oxen free. No, it gets a little rough. I ain't going to lie to you, but the enemy has no power where Jesus dwells. All you got to do is keep calling on him, leaning on him and, and making sure that your faith is stronger than your fall. Cause sometimes what happens is when we don't get our way, we, we will submit and do all of these things. And, and when God don't order the, then when the blessing don't come, when we want it, we'd be like, see, what's the point in all of this? I'm just going to go back to the world. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, man, me giving up Ronnie didn't matter. Cause I, I still, the church men, they all the same. And, then we start going back to our old ways. And that's exactly what the enemy wants. No, 
devil by, okay, that didn't work out. You still don't have power over my life. Jesus is still king. God still reigns. Even if he doesn't give me another blessing, you have no power here. Watch the enemy will try you. I'm telling you, he will try you. It's like when you get into a healthy relationship or you'd have moved on and all of a sudden that crunchy ex hits you up out of nowhere or you scrolling and, and, and you don't unfollow this man, but for whatever reason, he's on your timeline. Or whatever reason, he's watching you block them and keep it moving. The enemy will get busy, but God is busier. So as long as you know that, excuse me, as long as you know that you can speak life over yourself. The power is in Jesus name. Jesus is king. God is always with you, but let him in. And really start getting resources. Start listening to people like Apostle Brian Meadows. He has a whole app. What's the app called? Let me pull it up. And there's so much stuff on there with relationships. Because God, will, uh, the devil will attack you and your relationships too. It's um the Meadows app. Brian Meadows. Check him out. Apostle Brian Meadows. He has a whole lot of resources on there. You can check out my church, Embassy City. It's Embassy City ATL, I believe, on Instagram and social we they go live um listen to people like sarah jakes roberts listen to people like td jakes listen to people like torrey roberts you know if you don't have a church in your home there's too many resources for us to be out here not planted or something not getting the word somewhere but you got to do the work. There is no way around it. It don't just happen. That's with anything, money, relationships, a family, you got to put in the work. But don't let your, the works of the world be more important than your works with God. Because at the end of the day, when you're standing before him during your judgment, none of this matters. Not how many bags you had, how many booze you had, how many men you scammed out of your money, even though he going to ask you about that because that was wrong. Just make sure you live in a right life. So when you get to my goal is when I die and I stand before God, he can say, I'm proud of you. I don't want him to be like, man, I have so much more for you. I don't want no version of life that God didn't have for me. I don't want a lesser version. I don't want a bit. I want exactly what God has for me. That's my goal. And I want him to be like, daughter, I'm proud of you. Thank you for for putting that mission on your back and, and doing what you got to do. So I I'm not going to make y'all no promises. It's just going to be what it is. And y'all going, you know. Just stay tuned. That's all I'm going to say, because I'm tired of promising. I'm tired of speaking before things. Um, I, w- I need to move when I'm being called to move, when I'm supposed to move. But this this episode needed to happen because I, I know a lot of people are confused. And I know I've been MIA. I've just been working on myself and I've, I've always found myself as a leader. And if I don't have it to give, I have to step back so I can equip myself because I've been going through a lot of changes over the last six months. But the changes have been extremely powerful. I've let go of so much. I've, I've, my life has been changed so much. I'm being blessed in so many ways, so many intangible ways. But, it, you know, too much is given, much is required. So God is going to stretch you. It's not easy. It's not easy. If you think that walking with God is easy, it's not. Walking with the devil is easy. But you ain't got no peace. 
sleeping with anybody, getting tricking people out there. All of that stuff is easy. That's low hanging fruit. Going to the club, getting turned up, da 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 da. All of that is easy, but there's no peace in it. There, it's, it bears zero fruit. Walking with God, being on a straight and narrow is harder. It's a lot harder, but there's so much more fruit on this tree. I can see my little apples just blossoming. They're little babies right now. My little fruit is like, you know, it's like mm, when plants start growing. I can see it. But I I, I, I got to keep doing the work. It don't stop. Like, that's the thing, too. People are like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get to the mountain. It don't stop. You got to keep growing. I got to keep reading. I got to keep, keep, keep. It's, it's a never, that's why it's a journey. That's why it's a marathon. Ain't no sprinting around here. And that's okay to take your time too. There's no timetable on it. Just move when God tells you to move. And if God is telling you to be still, be still. If God is telling you to fast, fast. If God is telling you to cut something off, cut it off. If God is telling you to move, move. And if the only way that you'll know what he's telling you to do is being in tune with him, asking him, connecting with him, praying with him, being grateful, thanking him for what he has done, repenting and repenting is asking God forgiveness for your sins and not going back. Repenting ain't father, forgive me. And then you go, you going back to sleeping with that woman, not saying he won't forgive you, but you feel me like don't, don't repent just for the sake to be forgiven. And then you're going to go back to your wicked ways having sex and you feel guilty oh god i'm sorry <laughs> and you slip and fall right back on the deep that ain't how it worked <laughs> i mean and everybody's everybody's journey is different i've been there so again i'm not judging i'm just telling you i've been there done it it ain't worth it so while you know what you know just clean it up just just get better just it, I'm telling you it's worth it i'm telling you and i'm gonna share more this is this has been a very long podcast i'm gonna share more as time, you know, goes on, but man, it's so much, it's so much more waiting for you. God just needs you to, to be obedient. He wants you to submit. He wants you to let go of that lifestyle because the world is changing. And I, I would hate for you to miss the mark, you to miss what God truly has for you because you're not living right, or you're not living in obedience, or you're not doing what he has called you to do. Because at the end of the day, that's the only thing that's going to fulfill you. That's the only thing that's going to give you peace. That's the only thing because things will give you peace in the moment. Like, you know, when an Amazon package arrives, it's like, ooh, it's like good for like 30 minutes. And then it's back to the same old, same old. Then you got to buy something else. That's kind of like how it is. But when it's with God, man, that feeling just feels so amazing. When you're in alignment, when you're when you've been obedient, when you've passed the test, when you know, you know what I mean? Like when you know, you, if you know, you know, some of y'all be like, girl, you ain't talking to me. Cause I've been doing that. So, you know, and then also let your life be an example. Let your life be an example of what's, you know what I mean? Like, let your life be an example because, and that's what I plan to do, but because it doesn't matter what you say. People care about what you do. And I know I haven't always been that. So if any time I've ever led y'all astray with anything I've said, anything that I've done, I apologize. I've repented for it from God. Like I've asked God to, for forgiveness, but I want to ask y'all for forgiveness too, because I know that I have not been perfect. I've tried, I've tried to do my best, but I know that there have been times where I might've said something that went against God's word, confused y'all, 
maybe have led some of y'all to stray. And if I've ever done that, I apologize. Oh, I apologize. But this podcast moving forward is the one you listen to. This one to get you back on a straight and narrow. You feel me? I love y'all. I pray for perfect godly peace in your lives. I pray for revelation. I pray for just things that get better for you. Okay. I love y'all. Keep it, keep it godly. Keep it holy. Keep it Jesus filled. Peace.